Welcome to Curiosity Chronicles. I am Darwin, and and I'm AJ, and I am Kai. Woohoo! Today we will be talking about AI, also known as artificial intelligence. So what exactly is AI? So according to Oxford, Artificial intelligence is the theory and development of computer systems able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech, recognition, decision making, and translation between languages. Well, so what are examples of AI in the real world based on this definition? Well, we have ChatGPT that everyone's been using recently. Yeah. Especially for Model UN. <laughs> I mean, I saw this in one of my classes earlier. There's actually different types of AI. Like, there's the ones we have now. It's called weak AI. They don't... What AI? Weak AI. And there's also another type of AI called strong AI. Weak oh. AI is, like, basic. It's the... They don't have, you know, proper decision-making. It's like humans make what they will do, you know? Like, they, they're not a fully intelligent being. And weak AI is used in so many different things nowadays because it's useful. But what about strong AI? Well, strong AI, that's just... It doesn't exist yet. It's in oh, the no. movies. So basically, a general AI. Yeah. So, like, a few things that I can think of that, like, we use AI for is definitely, like, chat GPT, but, like, you know, like, search engines, all that stuff use AI in some way. You know, speaking of chat GPT, you can use that to make essays now, and you don't even have to try in school, except that's a problem because the teachers use AI detection, and they thought I was an AI for something that I wrote. And like, how do you even defend yourself against that? I don't really know. Yeah, but let's talk about that. Like, like these like AI detection like websites, like how do they like work? And like, yeah. Probably AI. <laughs> it probably is AI. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it just uses AI to detect AI. Because you just train AI on what AI sounds like, and then it'll detect AI. But it's not very accurate, obviously, because it detected me as an AI, unless I am an AI. Who knows? Maybe I am an AI. I mean, stuff like essays and stuff, like if, if, you, if students themselves have access to the recognition, AI recognition technology, there's literally no point because the people who use AI would use that technology to remove the AI presence from their own writing. I mean, from the AI's writing to make it their own, right? Yeah. yeah. So like... We're doomed, basically. Yeah. You can just do... You can just make an AI write an entire essay for you and just change a couple words and put it into an AI detecting software. And then you're... You're safe. <laughs> You're just safe. Also, 
Actually, I'm not sure about that because AI has a tendency to lie. It lies a lot. So what it, what it writes may not always be true. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Like AI itself, it's, it's based on, it, it gets its information from all like data that's provided to it. But if you trained the AI wrong, it is going to give you wrong results. Like consistently, it's a consistent thing. So, yeah, definitely, you can't trust things that just like ChatGPT all the time, right? Because you don't know if the data is trying to reference or what what it's using to make up its own, you know, essay or whatever, is actually true. Like that's hard to verify. Yeah, have you heard about like Google's recent uh, AI thing? where they were trying to show off their AI live and it just gave a wrong Google result and they lost like so much money off of it. I think I have heard of that. It's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, right now AI, especially Google's AI, is not very trustworthy. And what's interesting I think is recently all these search engines have been adding AI into them like Bing now has an AI, I actually used it and it's not even that bad. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's also interesting, like on the definition of AI, because technically the search engine itself, that algorithm can be considered an AI. Because it's taking, it's taking biases and stuff that, you know, people look at, like the websites people often go to, it takes all that information and presents it to you, right? And that's not hard coded. So that's technically, you know, you're giving data to an algorithm and, and that is putting out stuff, right? Decision making that goes back to AI. So technically, we've been using AI for a really long time, just not to the extent that it is now because AI has become like way more powerful than it has been before in sorts of stuff like helping with whatever we need to do, right? rather than just searching or giving us best results for you know what YouTube video to watch or what ad to look at. Yeah, GPT four is a new AI. It's crazy. It's very powerful, and it seems to always know what it's talking about. Yeah. No, I heard that you can take a picture of your fridge, <laughs> and it will tell you from your like your ingredients that you have in your fridge, what you should make. That's Which crazy. I think in those more like benign ways of using AI, it's super powerful and super useful, right? Like if you can offload decision-making to something else, right? Decision-making is something that's quite hard for us, to be honest, I mean, for me, it's quite hard. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, if you can offload that to some, somewhere else, I don't see much of a problem in it, you know? Hear me out. Imagine a fridge, a smart fridge with AI in it. That would be crazy. A fridge that tells you what to cook. That is pretty crazy. That would be quite crazy. That would be so cool. But I mean, you can do that with your phone. Yeah, but imagine if the smart fridge had an AI in it and you can talk to it whenever you're lonely. You can still do that with your phone. <laughs> yeah, but a fridge is cooler and it's like, it is definitely cool. No pun intended. But it's it's like larger. I guess it would be more fun to talk to than a phone. 
Yeah. That's possible. When you leave it open, does it yell at you? Yes. <laughs> Close me right now. Yeah, I mean, that is a good point, though. Do you, do you think other things that don't have any technology right now, like any extra technology, like AI, integrated to it, do you think that those types of things will now have AI going into the future? Like fridges, what else? I think pretty much anything you can stick an AI into and it would be better. Yeah. But would it be useful? Yeah. Like, for example, somewhat. Like in this room, we have like instruments, guitars, pianos, drums, especially guitars. Like, you could put like some sort of AI system on it and it'll like tell you how to like tune your guitar to the perfect way. But you don't really need an AI for that. But I see your point. Yeah. You, you could tell it, yeah, I'm going for this sound. Can you adjust the, the sound settings? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Or you could tell it to match a specific sound. So, based on creations on AI, do you think that those, like, you know, how art has been controversial lately? Yeah. Do you think that sort of stuff is, you know, is that ethical to use AI to generate art? Well, I think, I think, yeah, sure, why not? But also, we should, you shouldn't use AI to generate art and then say you did it. That's you should true. use AI to generate art. You can use it, but just don't claim it as your own. Human art is important too. Yeah. I and mean, we should like have a, like we should differentiate between the two, I think. But it is a very cool thing that we shouldn't just waste. Yeah. I mean, the main thing that I see with it, that it's a big problem, is that the art that the AI generates is based on human art, like other people's work. So basically you're feeding other people's work into the AI, right? And it's just re like reforming that art, right? With different ideas. And so when it does that, it's basically taking someone else's art and then just changing it a little bit, mixing the different types of art from different artists, right? And generating its own thing. So is that really okay? Because you're still taking other people's art. I think it's okay, because you know what Picasso and Paul McCartney both said? Good artists borrow, great artists steal. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And we basically do the same thing anyway, like it's called inspiration. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna go into that too. So like, technically, the, the AI isn't doing something too different from what humans are doing. Like, I mean, in the sense of that humans think about other people's art as inspiration, right? And so when they create their own art piece, usually they're basing it off someone else, right? It's usually quite hard to make your own, you know, without any other ideas of what you want to make, like any other examples of it. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think it's that much different, uh, apart from it's not, they're not doing as much work, you know? It's the AI, AI doing all the work. Yeah. I, I'm completely like with AI. AI is something that's really cool and I think it should be going further. People shouldn't be as scared of it as a lot of people are because it, it's just, it progress, it's progress. And we need progress. Yeah, like any like advanced 
announcements and like history. Like we just just like use like the most of what we have like in the present, you know. And it's not directly harmful either. It's only harmful if you use it in a harmful way. I mean, that's the problem. Could you trust people with that? I mean, can you trust people with anything? No. No, but I mean, AI is considerably more powerful in some ways. That is true. But there's a lot of more powerful things that we trust people with. That's true. Well, I think, like, AI itself, like, it should be built upon, like, people should go and further into it. However, I feel like the companies that do go further into their AI technology are kind of sabotaging themselves. Because as soon as, like for example, Bing, right? Like you said, right? They have a search engine, but what's the point in using a search engine which gives you ads or whatever if you just have an AI that can compile information for you? Well, sometimes I'm actually it's like two different uses. Sometimes I'm looking for something specific and I don't want to talk to someone about it or like compile so much information. Sometimes I'm looking for something really specific on a specific website. That's where search engines come in. And also like the response time for AIs is a little bit higher than just Googling something. So search engines still have their uses, but I'm not sure about other things. Yeah, and, and I, I heard like you were saying that people would see AI as harmful. And are you talking about like, you know, that, like the AI invasion, you know, like robots taking over? <laughs> are you talking about that or? No, I'm talking more of like unemployment. I think it'll be like overall a positive thing for global unemployment to be a thing, but it's just like a rough transition because if AI takes over everything, you won't have to do anything. You can still do it if you want. You just don't have to do it. Yeah, but it's definitely like a rough transition because like right now, I feel like many people are like losing their jobs. Yeah, of course. It's a rough transition, but in the end, it'll probably be beneficial for everything. Because <laughs> like, imagine you don't have to do something. When you don't have to do something, but you still want to do it. it, it's a good thing. Like that's pretty much what art is. You don't have to do it, but people do it anyway for the sake of doing it because it's fun. And I guess my logic is people wouldn't be doing it for money. They'd just be more doing it for the sake of wanting to do it. And there's a lot of people out there like that actually. You just don't know. talk about how like like how like it affects like school life or something like our school life or something. I already talked about my experience with it. Yeah that's true. I mean I don't I haven't had that many encounters with it. It's just I think it is in some ways it's very beneficial to I mean I guess not to idea creation but if you're stuck on something, it's really nice to have something to go onto, right? To 
actually start your work. I wouldn't use it for your work. Like I would never do that because that just loses the entire purpose of coming here, right? If some, something else does the work for you, then there's no point. Yeah, I think it's also a skill to know what to tell the AI, like specifically, to get what you want out of it. Yeah, no, you make it's, a point. Yeah. It's kind of like calculators, actually, because before we had calculators, obviously everything was like hand done in math, but now we kind of have a tool like that AI for everything else basically and I think maybe in the future it would end up kind of like calculators where you more learn how to use it rather than actually do it because it's just more efficient yeah or, or I think another good example of what you're saying is when like the internet first became a thing like with search engines and stuff like that people had to realize that like had to know how to search things up Right? Like, instead of looking through a book. Like, those things are very different. But if we can transition into it, right, it becomes very beneficial. Like, you can still use that information. Right? So, like, ChatGPT, you can ask it. You, you, it's a skill to learn how to ask ChatGPT to get the right answers. Yeah. Right? It's the exact same thing as questioning a book or searching online, right, yourself. Right? You need to ask the right questions to get or go to the right places to find the information you need. So, yeah. Facts. Facts. This has been Curiosity Chronicles. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next time. Stay curious.